Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. So, I'm going to start off this Tuesday, June 21st, by saying um, everything I speak about on this podcast are my thoughts, my feelings. No one should ever be able to discount your thoughts and your feelings. If you feel a certain way and you stand firm to your feelings, people shouldn't tell you how wrong your thoughts are and that you should think like them. And I don't mean if you're thinking, you know, harming um, or some very negative, um, hurtful things. I mean just your political views, your, your religious views, your what you want to do with your hair, the way you want to dress. People should not be able to sway you. And I am the type of person, I think most of the time before I come to conclusions, but they're my conclusions. I said that to say last week, I was saying that anyone who commits suicide, they're being selfish because they're not thinking about the pain they're inflicting on the people that they're leaving behind. Now, I do want to go back and say, all right, I pretty much meant what I said at the time. Now, some people, they change their minds about things they say because they're backpedaling and they don't want to upset other people. And sometimes it's just because they see the error in what they say. I'm going with the latter. I absolutely know that everybody who commits suicide isn't being selfish. I know it. Why did I say it? I don't know. I told you guys during the podcast that I was in uh, a wonderful, uh, wonderful, I'm so sorry. I was in a very dark place. I didn't know why I was, I had no energy and I'm an extremely energetic person. I didn't want to be bothered. I really didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't feel like doing the podcast even when I was pushed to do them. Um, I, I didn't know what was going on with me. So when I said it, it was me thinking of me because I've been in that dark place. You know, I'm extremely transparent on this podcast. I've been the person who thought the world would be so much better if I wasn't a part of it. And I can eliminate all this pain I'm feeling if I just go be with my heavenly father. But at the same time, I know what I've read before about, you know, suicide. So I was being totally selfish. So I was thinking of me and my feelings also. I have a very good friend whose daughter committed suicide because her mother wouldn't buy her a new car. That's no joke. She wanted to fit in with her friends because they lived in a prestigious area. Her mother bought her what she could a nice used car and it wasn't good enough for her and she committed suicide and what that did to her mother and her siblings. So I was thinking along those lines, but I absolutely know that all suicide is not a selfish act. Some people think that they're doing it in love because they want the people who support and love them the most to not have to worry about them anymore. I understand that. I'm not saying that, you know, oh yeah, yeah, if that's how you feel, go ahead and do it. No, 
I'm going to stick to my guns about therapy and trying to get as much help as you can. Um, and I also know a big part of suicidal tendencies and thoughts is mental illness. I knew it when I said it last week and I know it today. But someone who was not afraid to call me out on it did. I greatly appreciate being called out on that. Now, sometimes I get called out on things and I let people know, okay, you're going to call me out on what I think and what I feel because I don't move the way you move. But this one was completely right. Now, I have been a part of something called NAMI. It's the National Alliance of Mental Illness. I get their emails constantly. And I've been getting them for a few years at least. And I guess now I'm to the point where I see them and I think, yeah, 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 I'll read them later. But the funny thing is the person who was like, you know, wasn't even rude or nasty or anything because a friend, when they don't agree with you, they'll let you know, but they do it in love. And that's exactly what she did. So she sent me a link to NAMI, which was hilarious because I'm already a part of this, but I didn't see what um, the article she sent me. And the article is titled, What I Learned While Going Through Suicidal Loss. And one of the very first things it says is, still to, to this day, people believe to be true of anything. The mind of one who takes their own life is selfish. That stung because that's exactly what I said last week. But the article is saying how it's a selfless act and why. So once again, I don't mind being corrected or shown another way. I don't mind. Some things I'm going to stand firm on, this was not one of them. So um, I apologize and I do know that mental health is a big part of people committing suicide and it's not always a selfish act. It can be. If I wasn't here today and it's because I took my own life, it would have been totally selfish of me. All right. Now. On to the next thing, you guys. Today during my run, I was thinking about situations in life that I remember that um, change the way I, I think when I see people. I'm going to give you a grand amount of examples. One day I was 22. 22, which means it was 30 years ago. I was out riding in the car with a friend and I was on the passenger side and we were cracking up about something and she pulled up to a light and there was a gentleman at the light and his, uh, he had a child in the car and it was a special needs child. And one thing about me that's always been, when I was younger it was a passion of mine to work with special need children. So I started learning sign language and I took a part-time job with the YMCA with the, the hearing impaired. Um, but we were laughing hard and we were looking that away. And the guy looked at us and he held up his Bible and he rolled down his window and said, you need a little bit more of this. And he smiled at us and rolled up his window and my friend just started cracking up but I felt so convicted because even though we were not laughing at his child, I knew the guy thought we did. And just for me, having someone think I would be so insensitive and 
so ignorant, it bothered me. And 30 years later, I can still visualize that man holding up that holy Bible, rolling down that passenger side window and telling us we could use more Jesus in our lives. It bothered me that much. Um, and, and he was wrong, but still it bothered me. I'm going to give you a totally different example. Um, I remember riding down the street here and seeing a guy fighting uh, a tree. He had taken off his shirt, he arguing with the tree, and, and or it was a light pole. Um, but he arguing and he took off his shirt and started throwing punches. I thought that was hilarious. I recorded it. I recorded it and um, never posted it, but I, I recorded it to post it on Facebook. All right, move forward a little bit. I started learning more and more and more about mental health and mental illness and realized that one example, which I see all the time now, you know, I thought it was funny at the time to see this guy acting. Who who fights a, a lamppost? Um, but I thought, man, that man could have been mentally ill. He could have been anything, and I found humor in it. So I felt very convicted about that. So now every time I see somebody walking and holding a full conversation with themselves, I think of that. I also think about... The lady I seen on the side of the road one time, maybe a decade ago, dancing and running around her car shouting, and I thought that lady's crazy as hell. But now I know about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> It'll make you want to stop anywhere and show excitement and thrilling and, and just so much gratitude that I even think about that when I see people you know, driving and their hands are up and, and they're singing and belting. I just think it's a beautiful thing. There's a guy I see walking his dog when I take my runs and he's dancing. Michael Jackson, James Brown dancing all over the sidewalk. And now instead of thinking, look at this crazy guy, I think, man, look how happy he seems. Going through life and seeing people who don't act like you act and you judging them is the wrong way to go. And we always judge in a negative way. Okay, I used to always judge in a negative way. I can't speak for you, but seeing the lady on the side of the road, I'm thinking she's crazy. I'm not thinking she's happy or even the other way, maybe she got some bad news and she couldn't drive and she pulled over. I don't know her story, but I know I'm wrong to just assume the worst. The guy who took off his shirt and he's fighting the lamppost, first thing I thought is, this dude is absolutely out of his mind. I didn't think of mental health. Actually, I didn't think he was out of his mind. I thought he was high on drugs, and maybe he was. I don't know, but who am I to judge? I didn't, you know, try to seek help for him or anything, and I don't know if I could do that, but the guy in the car with the, the child, you know, I felt convicted even though I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was just the thought of somebody thinking I would do that. And so my thought today is when you see things, 
don't be so quick to judge people. When you're in Walmart <laughs> or you're looking at all those people of Walmart videos, I think some people do it just for the attention because they want that, you know, what. But other people, it's the choice they made to come out dressed a certain way. It's the choice they made to dye their hair 20 different colors and, and they're individuals. We can't judge individuals on the way we live our lives. We can't do it. We can't. I'm extremely conservative. I never thought I was, but I know now I'm very conservative. Very conservative. So when I see somebody in bright colors and they got the bright hair, I actually think, man, they are living their life the way they want. I know other people will look and say, they look crazy. But that's the way they want to live their life. Just because I don't dress like that and I don't wear my hair in all those colors, does that make them wrong? You know, I, I am I'm a, a Christian. I've been baptized. I've been saved. But just because somebody else isn't, because somebody else is a Buddhist, you're a Hindu religion, you're a Muslim, what makes me so right and you so wrong? What makes you so right and me so wrong you know it it nobody will know till we get there but as long as you are praising and and you are worshiping and you know jesus who is to tell you you are wrong i've always had a problem with people who judge other religions why and this is going to sting but the meanest people I've ever met are Christians, Baptist Christians. Mean, ornery, super religious and judgmental. Now, I have some extremely good friends. All my friends actually are Christians. Um, but I've never met a Buddhist in my life that was negative and, and gossiping and, and starting trouble and rumors and... Not to say there are not any out there. I just haven't met any. I haven't met any. And I've probably met less than 50 Buddhists in my life, but more than 30. I've met some very mean Christians. I've met some very mean Muslims, but that's human nature. So I'm not even judging that. That's human. I can be very mean. And I've said that before. I'm trying to change that behavior. I have been very mean. I've had my share of fights. I've been in jail. I sin every single day. But I know it. And I work towards trying to be a better person. And part of that is trying to be a non-judgmental person. You have people who think they know all the answers. They always want to tell you how to live your life. They want to tell you, oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do this. You need to tell your kids this. You need to tell your grandkids that. You need to do this in your home and that in your home. When their home is built on crackers, every step you take, they're cracking and breaking. Their house is made of glass. Their ceiling is made of cotton. They're being rained on every day. People throwing stones because they're throwing stones and there's cracks all in their glass house. 
in their cracker made floor. Every step they take is just breaking more and more. But they feel like they have the right to tell you how to live your life. Nobody has the right to tell you how to live your life. The best thing I can say is look at the things that you can grow from. I do that. I was telling my friend how I felt blasé and I said I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me why I feel this way. And her her teaching that same day was about asking God when you feel a certain way why you feel that way and he will show you and I always tell you guys this isn't a religious show but I am a very spiritual person so I am going to talk about God and I don't feel any kind of way about it I'm going to talk about him because I love him so anyway it was always right on time telling me to her, her show telling me to pray about what was putting me in the funk and that's exactly what I did that's exactly what I've done and I was shown plainly I, I threw it in there and he made it very plain to me why I was going through what I was going through for two weeks I was in a funk two weeks but during that time believe me I thought about all the times I've been judgmental and all the times I laughed at somebody and felt some kind of way about somebody because of the way they live their life. Who am I? Who am I? I've been married twice. This is my second marriage. I have three kids by three different people. I gave up one of my kids for adoption. As I said earlier, I've been in fights. I've been to jail. I've stolen and got caught and went to But nothing's worse than when somebody is blaming you for things you didn't do and judging you because you are who you are. When I got my job at the Department of Health the very first day, and I do mean the very first day, I was sitting in a cubicle and um, there was a group of ladies, they didn't see me. They worked in the same department I, I worked in. And they were standing at the supervisor's door and one of them was talking about me and she said, did you see the new girl? And they were saying, yeah. And she said, I don't know who she thinks she is coming in here looking like whatever she called me, a clown or something like that. And they started laughing. Now nobody even knew my name. And then she said, let's see how long she walks around in those heels um, in her suit. And they all started laughing. And she made a few more negative derogatory comments about me. So I leaned to the right and stuck my head out. And when they seen me, three of them burst out laughing and they dispersed. The girl who was talking about me walked away. I sat back up and I thought, wow, these people don't even know me, don't know my name, but judging me because I have a suit on in heels in my new job. Now, I do want to move forward and say that job you go out when I first got hired from the Department of Health Disease Intervention Program. I had to go out a lot, you know, state car and tell people that they had different communicable diseases and teach them about it and get them treated. And um, 
you know, driving from place to place to place, probably 10 places in one day, and driving to hospitals and driving to clinics and talking to the doctors about patients they had and making sure they treated them right, things like that. But one thing about me, that's what I do. I wear heels. Anybody who knows me knows I wear heels. Anybody who knows me knows I like to dress nice. So that didn't change just because of that job. I still wore my heels. The only difference is I carried a pair of slides with me when I drove because I don't like to drive in heels. Everybody that's ever been in a car with me knows I carry an extra pair of shoes with me if I have on heels. I do not drive in heels. Nothing else changed. I still wore heels. I still dress nice. I still, you guys wear your, you know, your khakis and your tennis shoes. And I don't judge that. So why do you judge me? And what happens? I become a supervisor. That same girl in the same clique she was talking to couldn't stand it. But that's because I made supervisor and they didn't. So now they're judging me on that. She's not qualified. She's not this. She's not. But I'm doing my job. And then I made manager. Now they hate me. <laughs> now they're going out of their way to try to get me fired. Getting people to go to HR and tell untruths on me. And But you know what? In the end, they were all fired for the things they were doing. And not once did I go complain. Not once did I go to HR. Not once did I try to defend myself. But what I did do was went to them individually and gave them the opportunity to tell me whatever issue they had with me. I wanted to hear it from them to me when they weren't in their cliques. And of course, everybody backpedaled. Nobody will ever tell you to your face why they have decided they hate you so much but you've never done a thing to them because they don't even know. They don't know. They just know that they don't like you. But if you try to make them put it in a reason, it's just because. So once I did that and realized they could not tell me to my face anything, I let each one of them know. Well, guess what? I'm here. If you need me, you come see me. This is a business. It's not personal. I don't own it. So we've got to work together for the community. Do you think that ever worked? Absolutely not. But my whole point is, from the very beginning to the very end, I was judged. I was judged because of the way I dressed. Then I was judged because I was promoted over and over and over again. I went from supervisor to manager, from manager to manager of two departments, from manager of two departments to a director of three departments, and people hated to see me grow. And I didn't step on a single person to get there. I didn't ask for the positions, none of that. And that's when I realized even jealousy is real. I never thought people were jealous of me. It, it just sounded ludicrous to me for somebody to be jealous of me. I have nothing going on. I'm, I'm not special. Other than being God's child, there's nothing special about me. I'm, I'm no better than my next door neighbors or the people across the street or the people I pass every day. But jealousy is real and people will lose sleep. They won't be able to function properly 
because jealousy will consume them and they won't even understand it themselves. When I tell you the people at the Department of Health were trying to sabotage me and we're working in the same field, every opportunity they got based on me breathing, just my existence, judging me the same way I've judged other people. Totally different situation, totally different scenarios, but judging is judging. And I've been dead wrong, and they were dead wrong. I said all that to say, you guys, don't take it so hard and personally and lose your mind when somebody's treating you the exact same way you've treated other people. Different scenario, same situation, judging. That situation helped me become a stronger, better person when it came to things like that. And I don't judge and I don't question. So when I see the person now speaking to the light pole, I say a prayer for them. I pray for their mental health. I pray that they're not on drugs and if they are, that they seek help. So now when I see somebody that is different than me, well, I've never been a starer, and that's never been an issue for me. I've always been the type to just love abundantly. But I, I make sure to not act any different than if I was passing anybody else. Anybody else. Everybody is the same. So now when I go to Target or Publix or Walmart or wherever I might go. I, I, I try not to go to Walmart too much, but Sam's Club, and I see somebody with half their behind hanging out or um, tattoos all over their face. Um, you know, I don't know what they're going through, and maybe they're not going through anything. That's just the way they want to live their life. And guess what? They have their full right. I'm going to cover my entire behind and I am not going to tattoo parts of my body that are really visible when I'm working. But I have tattoos. So I'm not going to judge somebody else with tattoos because they have them in places I wouldn't tattoo. Or I'm not going to judge the, the young lady or man with their derriere hanging out because I would never dress like that in public. So. Going through that at Department of Health taught me a big lesson. Judging is judging. Looking at people differently and frowning upon them in any scenario is absolutely wrong. We need to pray for each other. We need to be there for each other. We need to look out for one another. And I always speak about the village mentality. I really, really pray that one day we get back there. Um, I really, really pray one day we start loving and caring for each other like it was when I was growing up. I'm 52. You know, I'm, I'm a 30-year-old 52, by the way. But I'm 52, and I do remember as a kid running up and down the street, playing with my friends, going to their parents' houses, and, um, you know, the parents were parents. They weren't in our business. They weren't hanging out with us, except the friends I told you about in high school, you know, smoking weed with their mom and dad and things like that. But as a kid, I didn't see any of that. And then my grandma in the kitchen cooking 
That's all I remember my grandma doing is cooking and taking care of us. Nowadays, you know, it's a new world. It's a new world. So I want to be a healthy, hip grandma, but I also want to be one of those old school grandmas that is in the kitchen cooking those homemade meals and teaching my grandkids how to make homemade biscuits and cook from scratch and do all the things that I love to do for my kids. But the ones who don't do it, I don't judge them. I have a friend right now who's a grandma. She will not, her kids, her grandkids are not allowed to call her grandma, period. She says she's too young and she's still too fabulous. She likes to hang out. She likes to go dancing. She likes to hang out in the club. She likes to get her drink on. She's single, so she likes to date. And she does not want anybody calling her grandma, period. I think it's hilarious, but I don't judge her for it. Me, on the other hand, I want to be called grandma. I love it when my grandkids call me grandma because that's what I am. I'm their grandma. And I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my age. I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of my grandkids. Live your truth. Don't allow anybody to, to, to bully you into living theirs. I hope this podcast made sense. And I hope that somebody took it to heart or takes it to heart. Um, I, I just couldn't wait to talk about this today. And I was really looking forward to my podcast since yesterday so i hope everybody has a beautiful day and any men out there it was just father's day sunday if you have children um, nieces or nephews you helped raise brothers and sisters you helped raise i hope your day was fabulous and if nobody did anything for you it's okay every day you get to breathe and be here to get it right another day is a beautiful day so it's not about what you get, it's about what you give. All right, everybody have a beautiful day, and I love you. And once again, I'm Sonya McQueen. That's Sonya, S-O-N-Y-A dot McQueen, M-C-Q-U-E-E-N, at led, L-E-D, by motivation.com.